Hello, everyone. Welcome to Laugh and Learn with your host, Celestia and Shannon. Every week, we bring you fun and interesting conversations about any topic. This week, we open up about how our passion for sports has grown over the years, what we are doing today, and the importance of dreaming big and trusting your journey. We would truly appreciate if you could rate and review our podcast. It takes 15 seconds, but it would mean the world to us. doing Shannon? I'm super excited to be recording another episode. It's a bit warm outside but I think uh, it's no, warm it's, everywhere. It's warm everywhere. I was watching the Olympic trials, the US Olympic trials in track and field yesterday and everybody was suffering so much from the heat. They were putting ice packs before and like even warming up. It's hard to know how much you warm up when it's so hot outside. Yeah, it's almost, you get to the point where it's dangerous. It really is. Certain places are really suffering from big heat waves. And uh, I don't think ours is as bad, but no. it, it has been definitely warm. Yes. But if not, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. We've been watching the tennis. The Wimbledon is going on, so we're both excited, nervous. We've got the mix of emotions because yeah. our our love, our true love, Roger, Roger Federer, Federer yeah. is, is, uh, is about to play actually soon. So we are excited and nervous at the same time. We always are. If when Whoever knows us knows that we are just huge fans of tennis. And especially Roger. And we're nervous wrecks. We're just not, we it's are. not healthy, really. No, no, no. And it, it, it affects us so much when Roger loses. Like for a week, we're not the same we're, people. We're not no, we're not. Just to give you a picture of our love for Roger and our family. One day I came home from high school. I was in high school and I come home from school. And my mom says, Shannon, I just need a favor from you. Would you be able to just come in the car with me and we'll take a drive? Love not knowing what's going to happen, you know, no, just like, a bit in the dark. come. <laughs> so you say, okay, mom, yeah, I'm always down for a little adventure. So off we go into the car, we go down to the local mall, and we go to the Nike store. And I'm waiting at the entrance of the Nike store while my mom goes up to the cashier and is talking to the man there. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, what on earth is she doing? And then she signs at me, come, come, follow me. So me and my Lord. mom, we follow this man in the back of the Nike store, and he gives us... Do you know the Nike stores, the glass windows that are huge? They are Where big, they yeah. have the big pictures of Roger Federer and all the Nike athletes. And they're the cardboard they're posters. They're cardboard posters. They're not the, um, <laughs> the ones that you attach on your wall in the room. Well, my mom was able to convince this man to give us one of these huge posters. And we had to walk out of the mall carrying this. We needed two people to carry this Roger poster. He didn't really fit in the car. We had to bend him a bit. What you don't do for Roger, right? (laughs) And for weeks, he was in our living room. And I remember our dad coming home. And at one point, he said, either Roger leaves or I leave. I don't know. (laughs) It's one or the other. This is just too much. So this is how much we love Roger. And so we're a bit nervous. We thought, you know what? It's a great occasion to maybe talk about sports. We've been thinking about sports lately and as the Olympics are approaching. There's a lot of sports going on. And so we thought maybe this would be a good uh, occasion to talk about our relationship to sports. and Especially because we want to have more podcast episodes on sport-related topics, whether it is rest and recovery or injuries or have people on that are in the sporting world. So Yeah, mental preparation. Exactly. Yeah. I guess to begin, 
Korean, we, we should say that we have always been a very active family. Like since we were little, we just have enjoyed being outdoors, running around, playing. You played with our older brothers. Well, for me, older brothers, for you, it's just <laughs> kind of different. But, you know, you were always out playing. I was too with my friends. Yeah, we were lucky because we grew up in a small town. So most of the ways in which us and our friends had fun was outdoors inventing games. So you then look back and you say, yeah, I spent hours outdoors just mm -hmm. playing and moving around. And so we've always been a very active family, as you say. We've enjoyed going to the mountains, living in Switzerland. We are fortunate to have the mountains nearby. So we always went hiking. <laughs> When I was younger, until very recently... I was not a massive fan of the long hikes, but I am gaining a, a deeper, better appreciation for them, for sure. But our parents always were involved in sports. Yeah, we had examples of very active parents growing up. Yes, our father went to Olympics for the Canadian basketball team and our mother had the Olympic time to go for the 400 meter track and field to the Olympics. But I think we were blessed to not have the pressure to be into sports. But how has your relationship to sports grown? Like going back to when you were young, how, how did it start for you? I think like many active kids, I've tried a lot of different sports. For example, I did swimming, gymnastics, dance, track and field, tennis, soccer, badminton, <laughs> yeah, you a really, whole range yeah. of things. And... In high school then I started to concentrate on track and field and tennis and then I moved to Nova Scotia to finish my last semester of high school and where I was there I didn't have the opportunity to continue my tennis <laughs> which was something that I really enjoyed doing but um, being in Canada in the small town with no facilities to play indoor tennis during the winter, during the winter which yeah. is incredibly long I joined the track team and Since then, my passion for track and field grew much more because before I was more interested in tennis. But after being in Nova Scotia, I just fell in love with track and field and having our mother, who was an elite track and field athlete, I just grew to love the sport even more. But you know when you mention, oh, it was winter months and it wasn't set up in Canada to play tennis. I don't know if it was really set up for a track either during the months you did run. So it just proves that it's really a genuine love because not many people would have thought you know what it's minus 20 there is a blizzard and snowstorms and i'm gonna go out with those hardy canadians and give it a go i mean credit to you not credit to me no <laughs> credit to the hardy canadians that just go running no matter what the weather is no matter how much snow is coming down and the temperature they just go out run put on a smile on their face and just keep doing it and for me that was a big shock i never thought that people would run in such conditions but I got, I guess, used to it, maybe forced into getting used to running like that. But um, it was all part of the fun. It was just wonderful to see you um, fall in love with the sport and I'm sure the people there had a big part of it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I for sure enjoyed being part of a team in Nova Scotia and the people that I ran with were all motivating, but it was fun to be around... I just really enjoyed my time there. In Switzerland, I was, I guess, not supported in my track and field little career that I had in Switzerland. I think because the track club that I ran with 
mainly highlighted three to four individuals and just coached them and all the rest of the group was left to the side and I guess I never really got a chance to find what event suited me and what I liked. So I'm very thankful to have had the opportunity to run in Nova Scotia where I developed the love for the sport. Yeah, it the people make such a difference. I play a team sport and I, I completely recognize the importance of coaching and a group in your well-being as an athlete and your love for the sport. So I'm super grateful that you had that experience too and now you have gone on to really pursue it after because now you're at university and unfortunately the university that you are studying at doesn't have a track team but I think you train probably more than any track team (laughs) (laughs) because I I remember watching the track team at the University of St. Francis Xavier in Canada Nova Scotia and I look at you train and wow it's impressive to see you. Thank you well I do train a lot and it is a passion that I want to pursue. It's true it's unfortunate that my university doesn't have a team but I have support from Switzerland and having a coach that supports me even through the ocean you know with the distance and I was trained with the hopes that I come back to Switzerland and I'm able to compete so even if there is not a team which it is unfortunate because being part of a team makes going to practice much funner and motivating but I still do it because I know I have goals and um, there are things to look forward to so yeah the wonderful thing about track is that it is a summer sport so you do a lot of your training by yourself throughout the year mm-hmm. And then when you come back home from your year at university, you focus your attention on the track season. And thankfully, it's in the summer and you can do it here. But it was just to say that you're really dedicated to your training. Thank you. Uh, You are too. I mean, I think now you can talk a bit about your sport journey. I know you mainly focus on one now, which you're going to talk about, but you have tried a lot too. Yeah, I'm similar to you. Growing up, I tried a whole range of sports. I was on the football or soccer team with my brother Jason. I uh, did ping pong. I played tennis as well. I love tennis. I did a bit of track, but it was mostly like school runs that we, we would do. And then I, early on, found basketball and really fell in love with it. I played throughout middle school and high school. Unfortunately, in high school, I suffered three season-ending injuries uh, with my knees. So throughout high school, I didn't play very much. But I remember growing up, my big dream was to play university basketball. I really wanted to make it to the university level and I knew the system in Canada or in the US was better set up for that. You could uh, play for your school. And I remember watching movies and thinking... That would be the coolest thing ever. If I could just play for a university team, that would be a dream come true. And so after suffering all those injuries with my knees, I was very doubtful. But through some hard work and rehab, I was able to get on the team. I redshirted my first year at the university uh, in Canada I was at. And then I was able to play my next three years. And in Canada, you have five years of eligibility to play basketball. And so I had used up three years after my undergrad. Mm -hmm. And I thought... My career as a basketball player was probably done by then. I knew I could come back to Switzerland and play potentially for a team, but I wasn't so sure I wanted to do that. And uh, out of the blue, I got this very lovely phone call from Matt Spencer, who is the brother of one of my assistant coaches at St. Francis Xavier. And he offered me the opportunity to go to Calgary and play for two more years. And uh, I just took it so, so happy. I ended up in Calgary where we have family. We have our grandparents in Calgary. We have our aunt and uncle in 
cousins. And so it was one of my two favorite years ever. I really was able not only to be close to family, but also to be a part of a program that just made me fall in love with the sport all over again because of the high standards and the winning culture that they have there at Calgary. I just completely fell in love with basketball again and it's the reason I'm still playing today. But the culture in Calgary was a bit different than Cinevex. It was it was a very different culture. I loved my experience at Cinevex. It was a beautiful community and I really enjoyed my experience there, especially academically, but overall I really enjoyed it. But the culture was not even it's not comparable. I think at Cinevex we we didn't win many matches my four years there. But when I went to Calgary the standards, the expectations that were placed on the players was so much higher and I know many players probably wouldn't have really liked it as much or it it was very very demanding I'm not saying that it wasn't it was very demanding and very tough mentally and physically but it was an environment that really suited me and I really just fell in love with the whole culture and expectations and I just started to learn the game and want to learn even more I thought I knew basketball and then I got there and I I found out that I I did know very little but the way you got into basketball do you say our dad our older brother played a part in the way you got into it or how did you get into basketball for sure they absolutely played a big part in it because we remember and the two of us going to gyms growing up our dad uh, played well as we said he was an olympian and he played at a very high level and then stopped as we were growing up but at around 40 he went back to playing and so i remember being in gyms watching him play and then our brother ryan played and so we were so often in gyms i think they for sure influenced me a lot but i also think it was the friends that i made that made me go back to it it's funny that you mentioned that because for me as you say we were in gyms a lot growing up and i remember being two years old and watching our dad play but for me it did the opposite being in gyms most of my childhood made me not want to play basketball <laughs> because i did watch our older brother ryan you shannon our other brother jason and our dad play basketball and i just said that that was probably enough <laughs> for the family <laughs> but i had a question for you because we did say that our parents never put pressure on us but it's not easy to grow up in a family where everyone does sports and i was wondering how you dealt with it and how you managed watching first our parents and then all of your older siblings do sports and in a sport that you didn't want to do but how did you manage that i mean i don't think it was easy i of course grew up looking up to all my siblings and parents and thought the world of you so growing up where everybody is involved in sports I think played a part in me playing sports as well I felt like although there was no pressure it was almost a natural thing that I was supposed to get into even if there was as I said no pressure I could have chosen not to do sports I feel when everybody's doing it you do it as well and um, for part of my life it was not easy seeing all of you being so successful in your sport of course I was happy and I also think that I'm thankful that I didn't choose basketball because at least I don't have that comparison door with you or yeah. anybody else in the family because I was not involved in that sport and and I'm very happy that that's your thing yeah and I'd like to have my thing as well to have something that I can cherish for myself and 
I think that's important to me. Yeah, that's so important. And I think there's such mutual respect that we have for all of us and a lot of support. It's really nice to see all of us go for things we love and commit and, and just see each other grow and develop and we can learn from each other. I learn a lot from you watching you, even though you're younger. I, I learn a whole lot from you watching you I commit so much from, to your sport. But I think what our two paths show is that there are so many different paths to take. I remember when I was sidelined, there were so many girls that were so, so good at basketball and everyone said, oh, they're going to make it. And then they just stopped after high school and I stuck with it and I'm still playing today. I went on to play in Germany for a couple of years and now I'm in the UK. So I'm still playing and uh, others have started later. I have a teammate in uh, Cardiff that started when she was 15. Some start really young and stop so there's so many different paths to take and when you look at yourself when you think back at your days here in Switzerland in high school your coaches weren't even looking at you really or tapping into all of your potential because they were so focused on these other three athletes as you say who have since then all stopped and look at you now really continuing and growing and progressing so much so it's really to say that there's so many pathways we can take to succeed in our sports or Absolutely. not even succeed just to participate in our sports no I Absolutely, there are, and I think that's important for everybody to remember that there is no way, there's not a written way that you, you're supposed to do it. It's not because you are a star at five years old that you can't get into something later. And that's something that I keep on reminding myself because as you say, growing up in a family where everybody's involved in sports, it's easy to fall into that trap of thinking I'm supposed to be doing the same thing. So it's something that I'm very thankful to have had parents, but especially a mother who has always put that focus that I didn't have to follow. And that was something that was crucial for me. And mind you, I'm sure in future episodes we will talk about, even though there's no pressure, it's still, we have big goals. There's still some struggles within our activity. Sometimes there's pressure to, to maybe do too much. Absolutely. We feel like we're not doing enough. So although our parents have not put any pressure on us, we're still navigating our own things. And I'm sure those are topics that we'll talk about. I think they're very interesting topics to get into because they are relatable. I know a lot of athletes sometimes have certain struggles within their sport and their relationship to the activity, which is sometimes, it's a tricky one to navigate sometimes. It's very tricky because neither of us deny the, the absolute love we have for what we do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it can get to the point where it might almost be unhealthy because it, it's almost a Obsessive, or yeah. need to improve to get better, to to train harder, to compete. To, it's things that sometimes we just need to take a break and and think about. And, and really wonder whether it, all of it is really healthy. And learn to tap yourself on the back sometimes, you know, for little, little achievements you do every day. And I think that's something that I definitely need to learn to get better at. Yeah, and we I think both of us have at times overtrained to the point of injury. And that's definitely uh, a topic we can get into. <laughs> so there are, although there's no real pressure from the outside... We have put so much pressure on ourselves that there are things that we for sure will dive into as we go along with our podcast. But so now, Shannon, you are focusing on your basketball career after you're trying out so many different activities. Now you're you committed to basketball and you just finished a season. So you're off season right now. Yes. So uh, I'm in the off season right now. I have just finished um, a complicated season with 
COVID and everything. So I took a bit of time off after the season to heal. I had to have a bit of a knee surgery to... A little bit of a knee surgery. <laughs> I've had a knee surgery. <laughs> to... There's no little bit of a surgery. <laughs> to heal a, a nagging issue that I had. And now I'm just in recovery and healing mode, but also looking ahead at the end of August where our preseason will start as a team and just getting ready for then. So now in the off season is a great chance for every player to really one, as I said, heal and recover, but also think about a few things that we want to improve on and and tackle them. And I love the off season for that. But also off season to enjoy different things that when you're in season you can't do. For example, trying new things or maybe hanging out with more friends that you don't get to see or family or you know just taking a break and relaxing as you say and recovering I think it's crucial especially for somebody who has a long season like you and to just take a break even mentally from the sport I think it's important to continue fostering the love for it it's so important you said that beautifully I can't really add much but it's true that it's vital and uh, you don't want to burn out and you don't want to do so much that as you say you think it's something you have to do instead of something you want to do and so a break always helps mentally and physically to then when you do get back into it you're just refreshed and re-energized and so you're right the off season is is important for that for sure and uh, do you have anything you look forward to in your future years as a basketball player i'm 27 and i hope and i do think i still have a, a few good years of basketball ahead and um, i still think i can improve uh, both physically and from a basketball point of view but also learning the game a bit better from an iq point of view so i watch basketball and and yeah there's so many different ways i can still improve which is which is fun because if you thought uh, if I thought I had arrived it would be a bit sad maybe but no I, I feel like um, I still have some room for growth and uh, I really look forward to just yeah keep on getting better that shows a true athlete mentality because you are not an athlete if you think you've you're perfect you know an athlete normally gets on the practice court and there's always something that they want to improve on and you have to yes learn to be okay and tap yourself on the back but it does show that you have the athlete mentality because you are always thriving and trying to get better at something so it's important yeah no for sure it's uh i think even the top top athletes it's true i'm sure lebron james or roger federer and stuff oh <laughs> I'll still think they can improve and they're legends in their sport. I think the big athletes or the people that have gotten to somewhere big, they didn't get there without aiming big, you know? I don't think you can get to major improvements in yourself or big achievements without aiming that big. And I think it's important to remember that you shouldn't be afraid to dream big. You know, sometimes... I speak to somebody and I'm and I'm telling them maybe my goals which do seem sometimes ridiculous or too high up or but you know I'm allowed to dream big and I think people should do that because we hold ourselves back if we don't dream big yeah and there's so many things that are gonna uh, challenge us why challenge ourselves why put an obstacle ourselves by not even daring to dream that big exactly you're so true but sometimes we're made to to hold back and and then it just takes one person to to see something in you and then for yourself to really dream big and go after it you're right what why limit ourselves you're absolutely right yeah you see some of these athletes that nobody believed in them and yet they get to go to 
amazing places with their sporting career for example and it's it's great that people have big dreams and it's unfortunate that there isn't enough support around that and that people do try to minimize and to downplay the things that you might be dreaming for you know just because maybe they didn't get to achieve it or because it wasn't a thought in their mind or I'm not quite sure why people do that but well, it they happens. know the statistics that there's not that many that achieve it but but there always you... is that one person so why can't it be you you know so I do have big dreams and goals that I want to achieve and um whether or not I achieve them or not um, at least I've tried and in track and field for example I have goals of certain times that I want to do in my two events that I'm focusing on which are the 400 meter and the 800 and so I have times that I would like to reach and competitions that I would like to go to and of course my big goal is to be able to run for as long as possible injured free and hopefully my body holds the the intense training that those two events require it is intense but I love the fact that you have big dreams and you're not afraid to dream big because I really do believe that the journey of trying to reach them is the most important thing. And when you look back, you can really be proud of yourself for putting everything on your side and doing it. And as you say, whether you achieve them or not is not the most important of it all, but it's setting them and doing everything you can to reach them. And then you can be proud. You can really be proud of yourself for for trying. Yeah, if you uh, haven't tried because you set yourself the limit, I'm never going to get there. That's already setting yourself not up for success and you're not even trying, you know, might as well give it your all and then absolutely so i have that mentality and i really hope that if somebody gets anything out of this podcast is that you shouldn't be afraid to dream big whether you know no matter how old you are or no matter if you have goals in sport or not in sport there's always time and you shouldn't limit yourself yeah Um, so that's that's one of the messages that i definitely want to come across and the second one is that everybody has their own pathway and that it's not because somebody did it this way that you're supposed to do it that way and you know two people can get to the same level of success with two different paths and i think that's important to remember absolutely i love those two messages for sure and everyone has their ups and downs and growing pains but yes stick with it and if it's something you enjoy just go after it for sure and be proud of yourself for doing it type yourself on the back sometimes for all of your efforts and and really enjoy it for sure there's definitely ups and downs along the way and (laughs) obstacles and we'll talk about them yes but they shouldn't hold you back mentally to try to to aim for more you know but i'm really proud of of you and all of the work you're putting in and thank your you i'm proud dreams. of you i i literally inspire i'm inspired by you every day seeing you like since i was little seeing you be so determined in your sport also has an influence in the way that i try to bring my maximum effort to my practice sessions and try to aim big as well so thank you shannon <laughs> well i appreciate you saying that but i hope this has given a bit of a background to people listening and it will give us um, a chance to maybe dive into some of the the bigger topics that we've briefly mentioned today but that we will for sure have to dedicate more time to in yeah. future episodes huh? but before we close off with the olympics coming up is there any particular sport or event that you are wanting to watch i'm still looking forward to the olympics actually i uh, i enjoy the fact that you for once get to see different sports you get to yeah. see rowing ping pong like you ping pong (laughs) uh badminton you get to see different sports and i just sometimes really enjoy seeing the ones that you don't see very often so 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 everything yeah yeah 
but I don't know what the time zone will be, the time difference, but hopefully we'll be able to see some events for sure. Yeah, How about you? Sure. I'm looking forward to seeing some track and field events because I've been following Swiss athletes that have the chance to go, so that'll be exciting to see. And who knows, one day you might be there. Maybe you too, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh, but this has been lovely uh, to kind of chat a bit about our background. Yeah, and I hope uh, whoever's listening, you got something out of this one. For sure. And uh, wherever you are in the world, I hope you have a great day.